0: After a whirlwind week number one and an attempted Instagram live after said week one, we're finally back in audio only form on podcast only platforms. This is Wavelengths. It's Bryce. It's Theo. It's the Stooge with a mustache back again. So Sunday night went like better and worse than I feel like any of us could have ever imagined on the Sportswave official Instagram. So what we did last year was we would do some segments like Sunday nights, but it's just going to be too unpredictable. And I don't really want to give people set things to talk about when they can just ramble about who knows what. Um, So now your favorites, if you will, from last season are going to be on the pod during the week and Sundays, we'll just save for debauchery and, random fans of teams that the sky is falling as was shown by none other than legion of fans just clamoring for Colin Kaepernick and Jimmy G and basically any quarterback under the sun so with that being said fellas where do we want to start finishing up week one we can do so this will be fun during the season what we'll do is every week we'll eliminate a team from the playoffs this season and then we can't like switch up. So you have to really think about it. Obviously the first few weeks, it'll be like normal-ish teams. You would expect to be eliminated from the conversation. And then uh, as the season gets on, that's when, you know, by week 15, it'll be like a team that may realistically make it, but you know, you can't go back on it.
1: Are we
2: all agreeing on a team or are we going? No, we all,
0: we all got our own. So, okay. the interesting twist for week one is you have to eliminate a team from the 22 23 playoffs, but they had to have made the playoffs last season. I'm oh, going to start I- because okay. I just, we didn't like get to do a proper preview. The San Francisco 49ers are not good. They're not making the playoffs. I'm out on Trey Lance. I don't care that it was a monsoon. Jimmy Garoppolo just like, annoys me. Kyle Shanahan stinks. John Lynch is all right. Debo Samuel is overrated. They're not making the playoffs. And I'm actually going to write stuff down this year. Last year, we just let too many things go by, and we didn't actually have proof unless we went back to listening to the pod, which I can't listen to my own voice. So I'm going to write it down. Week one, San Francisco 49ers not making the playoffs.
2: I think that's a fair choice, because I'm high on the Niners, but even we talk about the conditions of that game. Like the monsoon Is something that should have benefited the Niners because the Niners should have been able to kick the crap out of the Bears at the line of scrimmage and on the point of attack on both sides of the ball. And for some reason, that just didn't really happen. Like They didn't really run the ball. Um, The secondary was pretty awful, and uh, they lost a game that they shouldn't have lost, uh, regardless of the conditions.
0: Bryce, do you agree with that statement?
1: Yeah. I mean, they have a great, they have a great Rondy or geez, run offense. They purposely built that offense to, you know, help Trey Lance run the ball, you know, with Elijah Mitchell, with uh, Ty Davis price with, I'm forgetting most of their other backs, but they have four or five good backs right now that they should be able to decently run with. And they just couldn't, in a monsoon, which should have benefited them, like Theo said.
0: And I can't reiterate this point enough. I dislike Debo Samuel, like, so much, probably more than anybody else. Do I have a real reason? No. He just annoys me. He shouldn't have gotten that money. I'm glad the Jets didn't give him that money. He's going to wash out in, like, this year or next year. I just – he really sours me on – the golden, is
1: that salty judge fan talking or is that no? Because like he's not worth
0: the 10th overall pick, like that was such a ugh. so he's about I'm, to
2: get that wide back usage again, though. With Mitchell hurt, oh like he he's gonna start getting nine to ten carries a game, yeah. Again. then when he
0: plays like six games again, and everybody's like, Oh, what the heck, and can't wait for that. Uh, so Theo, you're next because I wrote your name down next to mine on the paper team that's not making the playoffs that made it last year.
1: No,
2: I'm actually glad you added that qualifier because I was taking this team regardless. And this team is the New England Patriots. Uh, they stink. They're really bad. Um, Mac Jones is, a, I'd say, an average quarterback. Like, there's not really anything special about him. Um, he's, like, a smart quarterback that can, like, operate within a good scheme. Uh, this Matt Patricia Joe Judge offense is not a good scheme. <laughs> Max Jones doesn't have a lot of arm strength, Um, can't fit the ball in the tight windows, and he has receivers that don't get any separation. And outside of Kyle Duggar, the defense just isn't spectacular. Like I, I feel pretty comfortable saying the Patriots aren't going to win more than
0: seven or eight games. Can I push back against one thing you said? You said yeah. the Joe Judge-Matt Patricia offense isn't a good scheme. It's not a scheme. It's just two guys that are in offensive minds calling plays. Yeah, just
2: like, yeah. If you, if you asked me to describe their scheme, I I, I would have nothing for you. Like, I, I don't know what, what they want to accomplish. I don't know what their identity is, so I'll and give it to
0: you. I'll play devil's advocate, if you will, for the Patriots, because I know X is going to listen to this and be like, why did nobody bring it up? We were saying the same thing through like six weeks last year, and then Patriots fans thought they were all the way back. They thought they were the best team in the AFC, and then they just got absolutely massacred by your Buffalo Bills, TB, and Bryce. But uh, I don't know. It was week one, but I do feel confident that the Patriots are not great. Um, I also didn't think they would make the playoffs, but... That's that's my two cents on it. Yeah, it's just
2: like the A, like the AFC, like they they just showed they're clearly worse than the Dolphins. We know they're worse than the Bills. Um, and then what you have to find like one other AFC team that's better than them? Just pick an AFC West team. Like there's not a seat at the table for the Patriots.
0: Bryce, you got a team you want to eliminate from last year?
1: I gotta go with the Steelers. They didn't show me anything throughout free agency throughout the summer or even week one. Now they've lost uh, TJ Watford. The next few weeks they've lost or didn't lose him, but Najee Harris is hurt. I don't like their quarterback play at all. I, I was never super high on Trubisky and now I don't know who or when uh, Pickett is going to play. With a quarterback battle like that, I don't think you can make it to the playoffs or even win nine games.
0: Um, you've probably noticed by now our British-Canadian friend Yeston's missing. Uh, so I included him on our list because I assume he'll be here for most of the year. But the weeks that he can't make it, we'll have whoever our guest is pick for him. Uh, so I'm going to pick for him this week. and I'm really surprised neither of you two said it, given how much we talked about it Sunday night. Uh, from Yeston's perspective, he doesn't think the Cowboys are going to make the playoffs. I understand his reasoning because yeah. it's mostly mine, uh-huh. but I'm going to say Yeston says Dallas does not make the playoffs.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. And I also do not think that Dallas makes the playoffs.
0: Hey. No, there's no chance. Hey, next week, if one of you wants to pick him, go for it. I'm all about it, but that's who I think Yeston would have really wanted. Yeah, or he would have picked, best, like, a good team. I don't know.
2: I I think the Titans are someone that could have been on the table there, but that, that's more risky. I, I think we all saw that the, the Cowboys are a half-dead person waiting to be put out of their misery.
0: All right, so I want to get into something that I would have – I mean, we kind of talked about it Sunday night, but I want to talk about something, a new segment. I'm going to call it. He's a dude. Um, Obviously they all are males. If you're in the NFL, there hasn't been a woman yet. Um, But what I mean by it is it's a guy that we never really thought of in that way before the game is, you know, an emerging star, if you will. So like Josh Allen won't be on here. Joe Mixon won't be, you know, it's guys that, you know, we think then now in the future could be, um, and I'm going to go first again, just cause I don't think anyone would pick him, but you know, I just want to make sure nobody does. Um, he's probably one of the most ever talked about prospects by this company. Um, it's Stanford's own Davis mills. I know he didn't light the world on fire, but him in that enormous neck had a decent game against the Colts. Yeah, they kind of collapsed in the second half, but that's understandable. The Colts are a good defense. Um, I think when he was drafted last year, he was just supposed to be the backup to Deshaun Watson. Then we all know what happened there. Now he's a captain. Now he's got that long neck. Well, I mean, he's always had that, but now he is the guy and I think he's going to be a dude. Good take. All right. Who's got a dude next?
2: um saquon barkley's too good to be a dude right
0: okay i'm glad you brought him up yeah he's not on it if you've been in like more than one commercial you're ineligible but we'll circle back to saquon after this
2: Uh, i think i have a good choice because it's someone that looked really good on sunday that i think myself and a lot of others had forgotten how good of a player he was once upon a time and that's mr jarvis landry um I don't know. i kind of just, I kind of wrote him off. Like, I, I don't know. He was, he was with the Browns. He was catching a lot of passes for not a lot of yards. Uh, he gets to play with Jameis who airs the ball out. And all of a sudden like Jarvis Landry's making huge catches down the field. I was pretty impressed. Uh, and he made some key plays
0: in that comeback win. Right. So I feel like you're going to name somebody that like, you're gonna be like, yeah, he's a dude, and you and like his college coach are the only guys that have heard of him.
1: Well, I'm glad you said that because it's true. I gotta go with Isaiah Pacheco, Chiefs running back, at 12 carries, 62 yards, and touchdown. He had a great summer with the Chiefs. Had it was uh, raved by the uh, Chiefs uh, front office. They loved him. He had a great game. Uh, he was a leading rusher. I think he can be very good in, in a few years.
0: I kind of <clears> hated <throat> how much Tony Romo brought up, like, uh, is that Tyreek Hill? But, like, obviously it wasn't. Like, I kind of hated how many times he made that joke. And, like, Tyreek Hill doesn't really have long dreadlocks like Pacheco does.
1: No.
2: Now, Pacheco's my deep stash in my 30 man dynasty leagues. So I, I love to hear that. <laughs>
1: but, I liked him. I liked him in training camp. He had a good summer.
0: So much about what Theo said just like made me sick. Thirty man dynasty fantasy league, like oh, oh that's got to be fun. Yeah, the if waiver
1: wire is. Disgusting. Yeah, you're probably
0: picking up guys that aren't even born yet. <laughs> it's just like, oh, who's the next David Johnson? That's who I'm going to pick up. So six years from now, what's the waiver wire look like in that one? Uh,
2: I'm trying. I'm trying to pull it up now. It's so, it's so so bad um let me let me see available uh we got your best running backs available right now you got brandon bolden kyle oh use
1: still
0: play
2: bernard jamaica like anyone that might get snaps even as a backup like they're rostered
0: this is that oh is God. the worst thing i've ever heard so much of that i just disliked um <laughs> But now we got to go to last season's, I think, runaway favorite thing we did. It is the drop-your-nuts-on-the-table player of the week. Um, I'm not going to lie. I kind of have a fish brain, so I totally forgot stats and numbies about last week. So I'm going to let one of you two go first, and let's uh, circle back to me.
2: Right, I'll take the guy I just brought up, Saquon Barkley. The Giants won a football game for the first time in a while. They won a close football game for the first time in a while. And they had three touchdown drives. And on two of them, it seemed like it was just Saquon getting every single yard. And then the two-point conversion for the win, uh, kind of a weird play design. They give him that little toss in the backfield. Two guys in his face, he just sidesteps them. Little stiff arm action, dives for the pylon. It was, it was vintage Saquon. It was, it was very nice to see. Um, in an age where running backs don't really matter, uh, besides a couple elite ones, it was nice to see Saquon return to being one of those elite ones and basically putting his team on the bat on his back.
1: Mine's not really a player so much as the entire uh, defensive group of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Five turnovers against uh, Joe Burrow and the AFC champions. I I couldn't believe it, honestly. In what, like were in the
0: first quarter? Yeah,
1: and then they had pick six too.
0: And I a couldn't extra believe point. it because,
1: yeah, because going into this season you had high expectations for Bengals offense. They brought in a lot of uh, you know big guys on offensive line. You thought they were going to be good, and the Steelers just manhandled them, made them look like the Jets.
2: Mm-hmm. I want to say I'm pretty upset with the Bengals offense, though. I I saw this stat that uh, like 89% of the times that they lined up under center was a run play. So it's just they're just so predictable and I think I think that's why like Burrow's still getting killed with the offensive line improvements is cuz they're in shotgun, oh it's a pass and you sit, you send a blitz after them. Like Zach Taylor's got to do a better job, but Steelers definitely have some dogs too that other teams just don't have.
0: All right, so I think I'm going to make a little history here. I don't think Braxton Berrios really qualifies for it this week, unfortunately. I mean, the bleach blonde is a great look, um, but I got to go Patrick Mahomes, 360, five touchdowns, 144.2 passer rating. I know it's one week, but if there's any doubt about what this Chiefs offense is going to be, yeah, sure, Tyreek Hill isn't going to be there, but there's going to be a Tyreek Hill light by the end of the year, for sure. I mean, you brought him up before, Bryce. Isaiah Pacheco was just all live, all over the place. McCall Me- Hardman was making plays, kind of. Travis Kelsey's going to, you know, do what he's done. And as soon as he did the AB dance, I knew Antonio Brown was going to post that on Instagram. I'm shocked he was like the seventh slide because that was like the only one that I actually saw. I didn't know. I assumed that many people would do it. But like Travis Kelsey really hit that. He definitely been practicing that.
2: You guys think that do you guys think Patrick Mahomes is like underrated now?
0: No, because we can't not we that. can't do this every week. Cause remember at the end of last year we were like, oh, is he actually overrated? Like he's not that great. We can't, no, we can't I, do this. I don't
2: know. I just I feel like other people are starting to rank other quarterbacks number one. And I, I'm not sure that should be the case. Like I I, yeah, I think he's still a
1: top three quarterback, no matter where you rank him. I don't just, know if you can I, say a top three quarterback is underrated.
2: I, I don't know. I just, for me, I feel like he should be, he should just be number one.
0: It's, but. it's so like, we forget that Aaron Rodgers wins two straight MVPs and we're like, Oh, you know, well, like Jalen hurts might be better actually. So like, <laughs> it's just, it's just filler stuff. Um, But I did say we would circle back to Saquon. I didn't know that Theo would pick him. For his guy but i want to talk about saquon and gino smith two guys that are our former giants two guys that in the new jersey area where i am from i have to constantly well gino a long time ago i had to hear about but saquon it's just i hear about him all the time um i really hate this notion i i understand why theo said what he said but i hate this notion that Saquon has like one good game in three years and suddenly like, Oh, he's the top five running back again. I get it. You know, the Titans are good. It was in Nashville. It was the opening game. They wound up winning. He played well, but like, I don't think he can be back after two super bad years and be back in one game. And like the Geno Smith thing, I get it. He dropped a great quote after Monday night football. He played okay. If you like Mac Jones and that brand of football, but I guess just is just because like, I brought it up on the live that Jets Twitter is just a cesspool. Um, but there's this whole long discussion about like, oh my God, we let go of, of Geno Smith and the franchise has been downhill ever since. It's like, let go of Geno Smith because he wasn't good. It, he's like, waited eight years to play like how Ryan Tannehill played when he took over and got paid. Sure, if if you want Geno Smith to be the Seahawks quarterback for the next three years until he retires or whatever, go for it. The Seahawks aren't making the playoffs. They're probably not winning more than six or seven games. The the receivers will get their numbers just because, like, somebody has to have the ball on offense. But I hate this whole, like, oh, my God, is Geno Smith, like, you know, a rising star at 32?
2: Geno had four good drives and then basically held on for dear life for the remainder of the game.
0: He had one good half, and then the Broncos just could not score.
2: Yeah, that that was not a game they should have won. The Seahawks in the second half, yeah, they did not do anything
1: offensively.
0: I will say, though,
1: any type of brain heat, the Broncos would have won.
0: I will say, though, Gino saying the thing about, like, you know, they wrote me off, I didn't write back, but the fact that he got punched in the face by a guy – who now is a real estate agent is like objectively funny. Is IKX? Yeah, a real IK. Agent? However you announce it, I'm sorry to I his heritage for not knowing the pronunciation. Yeah, he's like a real estate agent now. That's because crazy. Gino Smith ruined his life, but yeah, let's talk about how Gino Smith is back. Hey, he was <laughs> Bill for a while. Was he? Oh, IK. IK yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. It was, was, it was
2: Ryan, like it, yeah, classic like Rex Ryan like media stunt.
0: Made him captain for the Bills-Jets game. But that's just, it's just really made me mad the past 24 hours or so. Like, Geno Smith is not back. Geno Smith is not a starting quarterback in the NFL for more than two seasons after this. But I mean, is back. Like, i what week is it going to be where I'm going to be like, I told you so?
2: But, like, do he, you hear what five, he, was saying? he was saying? He was saying, like, this offseason that, like, he just did not feel right last year. And he was actually starting to play well at one point last year, and then he got hurt again. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm saying this and he'll just get hurt. But the way he's been talking, I feel like, like he suffered a very significant injury. I think he's just getting healthy now. Um, great start to the year. And then this week he gets to play the Panthers, who just gave up 220 on the ground. So, however you look at it, like, Saquon's going to have 300-something yards after two weeks. He'll be in the top 10 of the Russian leaders for the rest of the year after that.
0: I don't know. I, there's, there's way better than him, I feel like, still. Even if he, like, has a couple good weeks. Like, I don't – his only full year was, what, that first year? We and don't 2019. Know what I- Okay, just, like, look at the numbers, right? So 2018, his rookie season, 261 carries, 1,300 yards, 11 touchdowns, 91 receptions, a bunch of other receiving touchdowns, I'm sure. Since then, he's had nine rushing touchdowns in four years since. He's played over 200 snaps once, and then 2021 last year, he played most of the year and wasn't great. I understand he was coming off of an injury, but I just don't, like, we're never getting back Penn State Saquon Barkley. And I understand that like a lot of people want that. And then on the flip side, it's like we never really got Stanford Christian McCaffrey, but I feel like even the same with him, for some reason, we just keep giving McCaffrey the benefit of the doubt. And it's just like hope at this point, but I don't know. I'm just some guy with a mustache and like, maybe I'll be wrong about one or both, but.
2: No, the difference between the two is that the giants can actually block people now though. Like third year, Andrew Thomas is becoming a top 10 tackle. And then Evan Neal looked phenomenal in his first start. He's just
1: healthy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Evan Neal was so good.
1: I mean, we all know what Saquon Barkley can be when he's healthy, and he showed it to you this week. 164 yards in TD, he can be a top running back in the game. He just needs to have a healthy season.
0: Yeah. All right, this is going to be the last thing I bring up about Saquon Barkley and the Giants just because, like – in the grand scheme of things, we're going to look back at week one and be like, wow, we talked about them way too much. If this was like week seven and he had played mediocre up until then, would we be saying this? Or is this just because it's week one?
2: No, it's definitely because it's week one. Okay. Definitely. I'll get to that. All
0: right. Yeah. I mean, if we're in agreement on that, but uh, do we have any other laundry from week one? Are we good to look at the week ahead? Mm. This is what we
2: do. We overreact. But yeah, let's, I'll turn the page.
0: Yeah, like, I don't know, maybe in my old age, you know, at the old decrepit age of 23, I like the first Sunday. It's great to be back, you know, get the body back into uh, watching football for 10 hours every Sunday. But now, like the overreactions just like annoy me. I just don't know why. But, you know, that's old age. You can't see and things bother you.
2: I, I appreciate a good
0: ridiculous take when I see one. Yeah, like the Giants and Seahawks making the playoffs. And
1: That's like the even, Dolphins
0: being the best team ever. That one, <laughs> Mike McDaniel's not going to work out. They scored one
2: offensive touchdown, and like there's, they think they're good now. I just, I don't understand Dolphins fans. I just don't. Their the O-line final score was, is what, so 20 to 7?
1: Linebackers are awful.
2: Yeah, Bryce, I don't know about you, but the Dolphins fans have always been the fan base I've hated the most. Because the Patriots fans are assholes, but at least, like, they're above us. But, like, we are always better than the Dolphins, or, like, we're the same, and they talk so much shit.
1: And I don't know why either, because they, have, they haven't they have had a good season since uh, they won some playoffs with 10 l
0: Yeah, and he didn't even get to play. No. And since then,
1: they've had, what, Jay Cutler and Matt Moore, at quarterback.
2: Ryan Fitzpatrick is honestly the, the best quarterback they've had. Do
0: you guys see that Ryan Fitzpatrick thinks that Tom Brady was the one that he was talking about when he, Tom Brady said, like, you're choosing him over me? Like, that's really, that's really cute that you think that fits. Yeah.
2: I, hmm. I actually thought it got, like, cleared up a couple weeks ago. That it yeah, was, that like, it was the Raiders. From Derek Carr, yeah. I thought we were done speculating.
0: I mean, you know, you got he's got that Amazon money now. He's got to keep his name in there. Speaking of Amazon, they have their first week two game. Tomorrow, uh, you two have a game in particular that you got your eye on?
2: Let me check the slate.
0: Oh, the also, Georgia's while you guys Chiefs are looking at crazy. that, I hate that there's two Monday night games like going on at the same time. That's the stupidest thing. Mm-hmm. Whose idea at ESPN was that? And why would we have to listen to Steve Levy again?
1: I mean, there's always been two Monday night football games. Yeah, but not games. at the same
0: time. Yeah, there is. No. There's one at 715 and, and one at 830. Well, yeah. No, they usually do in, it used to be want.
1: like six and ten. I know they I mean they might have the fourth and first quarter overlap, but they they usually do start at around the same time.
2: It's something they should save for like when they give us a garbage Monday night game, though. Like when I know. like Like when there's like a terrible divisional matchup later in the season, move on. But like Titans, Bills, and Vikings, Eagles are both games that could like stand alone and everyone would
0: enjoy.
1: The Jalen
0: Rigger revenge game. (laughs) Yeah, not everybody's like the three of us with like way too many TVs in a close proximity. So like not everybody's (laughs) going to be able to watch them Mm -hmm. flipping back and forth. But uh, Uh,
1: I won't even be able to watch the Vikings, Eagles game.
0: Well, yeah, that's because like you two, like, you know, you got to be like locked in. Like at least the Jets are back. I'm going to the game. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a good reason. But, uh, (laughs) like, the Jets are bad enough, and I know what to expect that, you know, I can look at red zone for a minute and come back and not miss a beat. But uh, you two got that game this week? Yeah, I think
1: there's really only one game this year – or this week that's particularly good. That's the Chargers and Chiefs. I mean, both offenses are super good, high-powered offenses. Um, I know the Chargers will be without Keenan Allen, but they still have that great receiver with Mike Mike Williams. Still got a great running back and receiver with Austin Eckler. I think they can definitely get the job done. I
2: got I got mine. I um, it's it's the Saints Bucks game for me. I I know the Saints looked like a little shaky against the Falcons, not as dominant as you would want them to be, but Dennis Allen has put great game plans together against the Bucks in his tenure with the Saints. Uh, he went into Tampa and beat them with Taysom Hill last year. Um, and now he gets to take Jameis, Michael Thomas, Chris Alave, and Jarvis. The game's in the Superdome. Uh, and it's a big divisional matchup. Um, still worried about the NTS offensive a little bit. Uh, so we'll see if the Saints can uh, dial some stuff up because uh, if – if they won that game, that'd be huge.
0: There is a couple games that I feel like whoever loses, I know week two isn't a must win, but you can basically say like, okay, they're not making the playoffs. One of them, Patriots-Steelers, I think whoever loses that one isn't going to make the playoffs. Both probably have fringe wildcard hopes. Um, card- Cardinals, Raiders, same thing. Both are probably fringe wildcard. One of those teams would go. Now the Cardinals hard. are
2: just trash. We
0: don't. Awful. We don't have enough time to get into that. But like Cliff will get them. Cliff will get them right. They'll win Sunday, get the Raiders out of the playoffs, and you know, Bears Packers shoved down our throat on Sunday on night. Just Dude, why we, o-
2: we always get that crap on television? Always Bears Packers.
0: The, the, the Bears always a
1: terrible game too.
0: Yeah, the Bears offense is just always terrible. So that'll be fun. Bengals-Cowboys with Cooper Rush and CD Lamb and futuristic Zeke. Probably just going to be a bounce-back game for the Bengals. Eliminate the Cowboys from playoff contention. Uh, Commanders-Lions, I feel like one of those teams, we're going to look back at this game and be like, oh, wow, blah, 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 one, like that. that's why they're in this position. Uh, Dolphins-Ravens, hopefully the Ravens. Can silence Dolphins fans for a week or so. Um, They should be able to. Yeah, I mean, that's really all the week two games that are. The four o'clock
2: slate's pretty rough, honestly. Falcons, Rams, Seahawks, Niners, Bengals, Cowboys,
1: Texans, Broncos. Who wants to see Texans, Broncos?
0: Well, I mean, game's probably in Denver, so. You know, that's what happens when you put two games on Monday night at the same time. So, like, the slate on Sunday is slightly worse.
2: I don't know. Maybe the altitude will, like, make Davis Mills' neck look even longer than it normally does. I I would at least enjoy that.
0: Bryce, you're in luck. I usually give you a minute to just ramble about whatever, but this time I'm going to quadruple it. So, until this runs out, it is all yours. Oh, come on. You're giving me five minutes? Well, now it's like three
1: and change. I I mean, uh, Theo,
0: you want to take part of this?
2: Yeah, sure. Where, we, where do we want to start?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, the problem is, like, we just got to – we got to get, like, a beginning, middle, and end, and now three and a half minutes.
1: Uh-huh. I mean, I – I think oh. the Cowboys are finished, honestly, because even with Deck, they didn't look like a very good team week one. Dak wasn't, you know, throwing the ball right. He didn't have that touch that he's had in previous years. I I don't like uh, Mike McCarthy or Kellen Moore. I think after this year, they both should be fired. Yeah, they just I think don't. They're, oh, go ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say, I think they're one of the teams that uh, misses the playoffs this year.
2: Yeah, I mean, from that, they, they were just at such a talent disadvantage against the Buccaneers, and it was just clear. Like, the guys they were throwing out at receiver were bad. The O-line was terrible. Um, their run defense was terrible. Like, it's just not a formula that's going to win you games. Like, if you can't score points and you can't stop the run, like, how, how do you compete with anybody?
1: They were missing layout Collins and it definitely showed. hmm Even... Michael Gallup, I mean, you're throwing uh, Dennis Houston and uh, Semi Fajoko out there playing valuable reps. You're not going to win with that.
2: Mm-hmm. And now, like, for, I guess like 40-year-old Jason Peters is, like, going to come in and change <laughs> Save their season, their season.
1: Like, That's they, not happening.
2: They're just cooked. They, like, even in the, a weak NFC East, like, I, I don't know. The, the Eagles are definitely better, and I, the, I think the Commanders obviously have a better roster than this current Cowboys
1: team. Uh, do we want to say Giants are better? Stop is it. That a, Stop like it. Okay, I, I learned I got- my lesson,
0: Bryce. I gave you way too much time. What are we doing, man? How did you get 80,000 followers on Instagram if you're talking about that? Hey, I got to have one overreaction per podcast. <laughs> yeah, I you see- did. We did a whole thing about overreactions and then like, yeah, I guess based on the analytics, people probably have dipped off by now when I was like, Oh yeah, you know, we're wrapping it up. So they're like, okay, I won't miss anything. Good. What if that U S found out about that price? What if they contacted you and were like, Oh geez, this guy thinks that the giants have a better roster than the Cowboys. The giants who could barely like afford to pay their people at MetLife stadium. Cause Dave Gettleman's a buffoon that had to be replaced.
2: If we get five to six games of Cooper Rush, the Giants are finishing ahead of Dallas in the standings.
1: They got to. I don't see how you couldn't. Uh, the, Even the, with the, Daniel Jones, their quarterback.
2: Yeah. I, the, the, the Cowboys just they cannot win with Cooper Rush. They, they still, there's just no way that's happening I, against I mean, any Cooper team. Rush,
1: if Cooper Rush and uh, Will Greer are your quarterbacks... Your, he beat the
0: coach. Vikings like last year. So?
1: What, what do you mean? So that's the Vikings defense with Patrick Peterson,
2: uh, and it was when the Cowboys had Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins and Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Like they, they had a much better team, and they were just like so unprepared for injuries that, like, the most key positions you can have, like quarterback, wide receiver, left tackle, like you have no option. Like you're just going in with nothing. I just a, a terrible display.
0: All right, this has been nonsense. We'll see. You some-